Welcome everyone to episode three of Things That Move Me, the podcast about inspiration. I'm your host, Ali Khan, and as always, I'll be your guide on this adventure. I just want to take a quick moment to thank everybody who's listened to the show so far. We've had an incredible response and we have a listenership that spans 15 countries and counting. So if you're enjoying the show, please don't hesitate to hit the follow button on whatever platform you listen through. Every Tuesday on the show, we examine inspiration, the moments that move us and why they do so. Every Tuesday, I'll give you a little bit of context into the form of inspiration we're talking about that week. I'll give you some insights into why that form of inspiration inspired me, and I'll give you, the listener, some key takeaways so you can take that form of inspiration into your everyday life. This week on the show, we'll be taking a look at The Lord of the Rings, both the books and the movies. I'll explain to you why The Lord of the Rings inspired me, and I'll give you, the listener, some key takeaways so you can take The Lord of the Rings and all of its wonderful inspiration into your everyday life. So for now, sit back, relax, and join us on this exploration of inspiration. The topic that we wish to discuss and share with you today is the Lord of the Rings. So it's a very special uh, piece of inspiration for me. Uh, I dare say it is something that moves me. You're welcome. It is probably best known in the modern contemporary culture for... Uh, the films that were released um, but in approximately 2001, 2002 and 2003 but it was in fact a epic fantasy adventure novel um, before that. So just to give a bit of context for The Lord of the Rings for those of you who might not be as familiar with it and who are looking to become more familiar with it Lord of the Rings is a series of three epic fantasy adventure films directed by Peter Jackson based on the novel The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. The films are subtitled The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers and The Return of the King. So The Fellowship of the Ring was in 2001. 
The Two Towers, 2002, and The Return of the King, 2003. It's based on a epic adventure novel by English author, scholar, and Oxford Don and Professor J.R.R. Tolkien. Set in the fantasy land of Middle-earth, the story began as a sequel, in fact, to Tolkien's 1937 children's book, The Hobbit, but eventually developed into a much larger work. It was written in stages between 1937 and 1949, and it's one of the best-selling books ever written, with over 150 million copies sold. The So just to dive sort of straight in, um, the movies for myself were the very much the first access point as a child. So I was born in 1991 and the first film uh, of the adventure series, um, The Lord of the Rings. So The Lord of the Rings is one book, um, but it was published in sort of three volumes. So The Fellowship of the Ring was published in July of 1954, The Two Towers, November of 1954 and October uh of 1955 brought forward the return of the king now the films for me were the very first access point as i said and given that i was born in 1991 i was like 10 when the films came out and i had never seen something on the scale of imagination that the lord of the rings was was bringing to the table i think in particular the scene in the fellowship of the ring where you have the Argonath, um, the, the, the sort of two massive statues that guard the entrance to Gondor. Uh, in the films, I believe they were they were uh, representing Isiliador and Elendil. But I think the original um, statue combination that uh, Tolkien had um, envisaged uh, in his original text was Isiliador and Anarion. Now, for me, the, the 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 scale of what I was looking at was breathtaking, particularly as a ten-year-old. I mean, you had the sort of the ring rates, um, uh, and and I'm going to just assume that people listening to this pod have some sort of access point and some sort of familiarity with the Lord of the Rings characters, um. So if you do not, um, the best thing to do is probably just Google these characters as I speak of them uh, and you'll get more of an insight. But the sort of the scale of what I was looking at was was breathtaking. I mean, you're, you're looking at a sort of unparalleled imagination and, and the technology of what was being uh, of what was possible in 2001 was probably even beyond what Tolkien could have imagined when he wrote the books originally. Um, and when I later came back and, and, and sort of embarked in, as a career, uh, on a career as an artist, specifically when exploring my work as an author, that's when I came to understand the true genius of what Tolkien was, was actually constructing. And indeed, what Jackson brought to the silver screen um so like 
on a on a personal level as an artist i would sort of have a number of different avenues of artistry uh, that i would pursue whether it is um you know writing podcasting uh, music or acting and it's very interesting because when i began to explore i remember reading the books as a child watching the films as a child and and having an appreciation for what i was looking at but as i said it was only when i came back later as uh, as as and when i decided that i wanted to embark on a career as an artist did i truly understand the genius of what i had seen and what i had read so let, let's turn to tolkien first so J.R.R. Tolkien is a very interesting individual. I can give you a sort of a, a, a biography of the man, but I'd rather actually just dive straight into why he inspired me as a writer. So from a philological perspective, from, from a sort of a linguistic, philosophical perspective, the rhythm of his writing, the cadence of his writing, and his his depth of world creation is truly unparalleled i mean you're you're talking about an individual who is not just breaking new ground but quite literally creating it his capacity to create worlds and sort of shape the lore the languages the characters of that world was unparalleled i mean i've always been an avid reader of adventure novels philosophical texts poetry etc but over time as i said as i developed as an artist myself i became more interested in the authors themselves particularly people like tolkien people like seamus heaney wb yates c.s lewis tolkien in particular though was interesting because what his work while serving as a professor at the university of oxford produced wonderful adventure novels. You know, he had The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings, The Silmarillion, etc. But he also tackled deeper questions about courage, love, and the onslaught of mechanoid barbarism, which he greatly lamented. Having served in the British Army in World War I, he saw the destructive capacity of mechanic industrial carnage and he sought out perpetually a world that existed sort of in transcendence of that his genius in world creation his linguistic elegance it was groundbreaking it, it revolutionized the study of philology forevermore the sort of combination of creative adventure writing and the tackling of deeper philosophical questions is something I try to explore in my own work as well. Fascinating too was his commitment to mastering his craft. You know, he had a daily routine of teaching, writing and dreaming. And it was built upon central tenets of creativity, intellectual growth, productivity and an appreciation of nature, his family and the pe- his children, his wife, who he absolutely idealised. Uh, and just a very composed character. Uh, one who really, who truly loved and was open to being loved. And that to me is very interesting in terms of Tolkien's work. You know, 
he he was a very emotionally grounded individual particularly someone who who had been through the horrors of a world war and who had fought on the front lines and who had lost friends in that war he seemed to at least have a very good grounding of his emotions and who he was as a person and was an incredibly secure person and that to me was fascinating um he's an incredibly interesting individual and what was fascinating was that he was able to in a very healthy sense engage in creativity not to prove a point not to sort of exercise some sort of demons but rather to create in a very holistic sense a world and that to me was incredibly inspiring as an author you know it's very much something uh, that I find curious I find inspirational and his capacity to not just master his craft but to sort of create a new craft within his craft and master that was incredible I mean you know a true innovator uh, and so many you know of the central tenets of his own you know routine of his own approach of his own attitude to mastering his craft i have you know tried to incorporate into my own life um and my own sort of uh, mastery of my craft um as an artist so re- returning to the films themselves you know the sheer ambition of the films is staggering the the, the scale of wonderment the imagination based on the cortex um the creation pure creation of world was truly genius um i was truly moved as well to be honest by the depth of sincerity uh the sincerity of the emotions in the in the books in the movies um so I'll take two examples of that, um, where there was sort of an a, an aspirational sincerity of emotion, sort of attempting to to show us as individuals what we could be, and to show us as a society uh, what we could could be and could achieve, and I think certainly the fraternity of sam and frodo in that regard was was remarkable you know you have samwise gamgee and you have frodo baggins and they set out on a on a wonderful adventure um together and there are multiple counts throughout their adventure together where you get a sense of just deep 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 loyalty between the brothers i mean they're not biological brothers but sort of brothers on this quest and there's a sense between the two of them that they will do anything for each other but but i think on on a on a deeper level there's a there's a sense that they accept each other as they are and they are willing to to look at each other 
and give each other the benefit of the doubt as friends and as brothers. And that to me is beautiful when it comes to friendship because my sense of deep friendship, deep brotherhood, deep, deep companionship throughout the course of one's life is that it's, it's, it's centered, it's grounded in contribution without expectation of return, but also in a sense that you see the best in the other person. And even when they are not at their best, you presume positivity, health and light in that individual. And that's beautiful. You know, I, I can think of many, I'm fortunate to think, to be able to um, think of many relationships in terms of my friends in my own life where this is very much the case. But it's also something that I've tried to cultivate in, and, and I think in part inspired by these books and these movies where you're seeing that contribution without expectation of return. So Sam, you know, plunging into 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 the river at the end of the Fellowship of the Ring films, knowing that he can't swim, but being fully loyal and committed to Frodo because he made a promise to his father not to, sorry, uh, he made a promise to Gandalf not to abandon Frodo no matter what. And he intended to honour that promise. And even when they're on Mount Doom and they're scaling the heights of it, attempting to really reach the peak of the mountain to destroy the ring and Frodo is spent and he's he's on his knees, he's on his back, he cannot go any further. And Sam understanding that he cannot take the ring from Frodo and carry it himself, but he can carry Frodo. And him mustering the courage to say to Frodo that the time had come to finish this. To draw from the light that exists in their life. The life in their life in the Shire. And and for, for them to, 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 on the back of that light, move forward together towards the destruction of this ring and to the overcoming of this challenge and to have the courage to face into the unknown to go in to slay the dragon and to deposit the ring into the fires of Mount Doom together is symbolic of 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 a healthy fraternity and it is also symbolic of I'm getting a bit emotional here thinking about this. It's symbolic of a courageous attitude of life to go the distance, to sort of draw from what you believe to be real and what you believe to be good in the world and move forward courageously to live the adventure to life 
to ride the edge of that lightning bolt all the way to the top and to never give in and and you know when 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 sam lifts frodo upon his shoulders and begins to scale the mountain with frodo on his back to me that is one of the most heroic things i've ever seen in my life because you know in in, in a world where we are bombarded with with sort of outwardly ah, you know kind of in some ways unhealthy you know um, macho displays of perceived courage you know a sort of generic um, generic sort of egoic displays of courage to sort of have the courage to be kind the courage to be loyal and the courage to pursue a a life of passion that is true to your authentic self and your identity that to me is healthy courage that to me is true It's true, is what it is. It's true. And so, the fraternity of Sam and Frodo very much inspired me. The other thing that I thought was just wonderful was the love between Aragorn and Eowyn. You know, Aragorn who would be, who is the heir to the throne of Gondor and who would go on uh, spoiler alert to be king um, and Eowyn who was a I believe a an elven princess you know a, a, a lady of deep deep nobility elegance intelligence beauty courage passion and you have Aragorn again who's a who's, who's just an individual of 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 intelligence of 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 courage of of passion and indeed of beauty you know you have the sort of bond of these individuals coming together and there is a fantastic story of the fact that tolkien and his wife Tolkien modelled the relationship of Aragorn and his, um, and his and his, his wife and queen, Eowyn. He modelled that relationship upon himself and his wife, who he idealised, and whom he saw as, as a, a, an elven queen, as a, an elven uh, princess. As someone who was wonderfully elegant and who was truly, truly a multifaceted, intelligent, beautiful, capable, courageous and, and passionate woman. And he, Edith Bratt, 
uh, was her name. And their love story, you know, goes back to right back to their childhood as as orphans. And it is just a wonderful, inspiring uh, love story. And it truly, it's truly, truly very moving. Um, Tolkien, on his death, had the name Luthien engraved on Edith's tombstone. And Beren added to his own. And this was to sort of represent this sort of wonderful, beautiful um, way in which they both viewed their their love, their relationship and their marriage. And I think one of the things I found quite inspiring about the expression of love between Aragorn and Eowyn was the was the the healthy nature of it and the emotional openness of both characters. And again, you know, sometimes in this world we're taught that sort of men must be, you know, the strong, silent type. You know, they must be very um, closed off with their emotions. They must be robots. They must be um, warriors without any, you know, capacity to be broken down by the uh, the 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 onslaught of emotion you know nonsense i mean the reality is is that a truly emotionally healthy individual you know is able to engage with their emotions in a healthy capacity to be able to display them in a healthy capacity and it makes them no less courageous no less capable no less strong to be able to do so I mean, people talk about stoicism as this idea of being like almost like some sort of uh, 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 Raphaelite or or, or, uh, Michelangelo uh, inspired statue. This sort of block of 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 perfect, uh, of perfect, silent, strong. Focus. The reality of stoicism and the reality of of being stoic is not that, you know, you have, that you're a robot or that you're some sort of statue. It's that you are strong and you are secure in and of yourself because you have come to terms with your emotions. You have come to terms with who you are. You live your authentic self. And through that authentic self, through the channel of that authentic self, you engage in your passions on a day-to-day basis. You construct your life uh, around what you're passionate about. You know, if we were to look at it as an equation, it starts with self-compassion and self-acceptance. And from there, it goes to your authentic self. And then from there, to what you're passionate about. You then construct your day-to-day around what you were passionate about. But that true sense of strength, that true sense of courage, that true sense of, 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 of a desire to, to put your best foot forward in life comes from acceptance of self, engagement with your authentic self. And it is truly a wonderful thing. And you see that in the crafting of the character of Aragorn, both in the books and in the movie. 
as well as the crafting of Eowyn and the, the, the their relationship together as the inevitable as the eventual king and queen of, of, of Gondor. And so I think in terms of what Tolkien brought forward here and what we saw in the films as well um, directed by Peter Jackson is you saw the, the, the ability to be revolutionary while being wonderfully imaginative wonderfully, wonderfully creative and engaging in adventure and I think that that is something that is truly remarkable. The ideas that were being discussed in these books and in these films and the way in which they were being discussed is incredible. It's incredible. That combination is truly innovative and truly very moving and very inspiring. And so I'll end today's show with a takeaway for you the esteemed listener and to you I will say simply the following place no limit upon your imagination and go forth passionately and with full acceptance of self into the great and wonderful adventure of life. 